Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the December edition of my 2017 One Month to a More Effective Compliance Program podcast series, where each month I take a deep dive into a specific part of a best practices compliance program. In the month of December, I'm taking a deep dive into better written standards, which form the very backbone of your compliance program. Written standards include codes of conduct, policies, and procedures, and we're going to be taking a very deep dive into the design of all of these training and revising and updating. We'll also take a look at the information communicated by the Department of Justice on what specific policies should be included in your best practices compliance program, including policies on gifts, travel, business entertainment, charitable donations, facilitation payments, third parties, and cybersecurity. We'll also take a look at certain enforcement actions and opinion releases to see what other information we can glean from these. My sponsor this month is my Doing Compliance Masterclass. We recently concluded the first Masterclass in November 2017. I'm co-hosting this with Jonathan Marks at Markham LLC. We will be putting on a full series of classes in 2018. Check back for details. This month's podcast series will give you information which will allow you to set up the very foundation of your compliance program. My podcast series on one month to a more effective compliance program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Day 19, Policies for Third Parties. As every compliance practitioner is well aware, third parties still present the highest risk under the FCPA. The Department of Justice Evaluation of Corporate Compliance Programs devotes an entire prong to third-party management. It begins with the following. How has the company's third-party management process corresponded to the nature and level of the enterprise risk identified by the company? How has this process been integrated into relevant procurement and vendor management processes? So for your third-party policy, I think this set of inquiries clearly specifies the DOJ expects an integrated approach that is fully operationalized throughout your company. This means your compliance program must have a process for the full life cycle of third-party risk management. There are five steps in the life cycle of third-party risk management. Number one, business justification. Number two, questionnaire to third party. Number three, Evaluation of questionnaire and due diligence on third party. Number four, compliance terms and conditions, including payment terms. And five, management and oversight of the third party after contract signing. So let me go through each one of those steps which should be articulated in your policy. Step one, business justification. This breaks down into two parts. Business justification by the business sponsor. The purpose of the business justification is to document the satisfactoriness of the business case to retain a third party. The business justification should be included in the compliance review file assembled on every third party at the time of the initial certification. It should be completed by the designated business sponsor. Number two, questionnaire. The term questionnaire is mentioned several times in the 2012 FCPA guidance. It is generally recognized as one of the tools that a company should complete in its investigation to better understand with whom it is doing business. I believe the requirement is only 
not only a key step, but also a mandatory step for any third party that desires to work with your company. I tell clients that if a third party does not want to fill out your questionnaire, then you should not walk but run away from doing business with that third party. Step three, due diligence. Most compliance practitioners understand the need for robust due diligence to investigate third parties, but have struggled how to create an inventory to define the basis of risk for each foreign business partner and therefore perform requisite due diligence under the FCPA. Getting your arms around due diligence can seem bewildering. The first step is to evaluate the information that came in through the questionnaire, and then utilizing that information and the other information you developed to date, take a proportionate and risk-based approach in respect of persons who will perform services on or your behalf. The purpose of this is to encourage you to put due diligence at an appropriate level based upon the information you've received. After you have completed steps one through three, which are, of course, the business justification, the questionnaire and due diligence, and documented your evaluation, you're ready to move to step four, the contract. In the area of compliance terms and conditions, the 2012 FCPA guidance states, additional considerations for compliance contracts terms and conditions should include payment terms and how those payment terms compare to typical terms in the industry and country, as well as the timing of the third party's introduction to the business. This means that you need to understand the rate of commission and whether it is reasonable for the services delivered. If the rate is too high, this could be an indicia of corruption as high commission rates can create a pool of money that can be used to pay bribes. If your company uses a distributor model on its sales side, then it needs to review the discount rate it provides to the distributors to ascertain the discount rate is warranted. Of course, step four is the contract, which includes the terms and conditions that we just discussed. And then finally is the management of the relationship. Step five. In many ways, this is the hardest part because this is execution where the rubber hits the road. I often say that after you complete steps one through four and the management of the life cycle of a third party, the real work begins. But this has to be articulated in your policy and procedure. You have to determine what you're going to do and show when you manage the relationship. There are several ways you should manage this relationship on ongoing monitoring, auditing, and meeting certifications. I continually have given my mantra of document, document, document throughout this one month, and indeed one year, exploration of best practices compliance program. Each of the steps you take in your management of third parties must be documented. Not only must they, must they be documented, they must be stored and managed in a manner that you can retrieve them with relative ease. The management of your third party program through third party policies is critical in any best practices compliance program. So what are today's three key takeaways? 
Well, here the five-step process or life cycle uh, third-party risk management really lends itself to your policies, and you need to consider having the policy follow that, detailing each one of those steps. Number two, this is an area that really requires business development or the business folks to be a part of it, but it gives you the opportunity to more fully operationalize your compliance program. And then number three, have business units nominate a business sponsor for each third party. And the business sponsor really operates as your point of contact, but in your policy, you need to specify out the roles and obligations of the business sponsor so that they understand what you need them to do from the compliance perspective. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed day 19 of one month to better written standards, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day 20, our final day of this month's exploration of one month to a more effective compliance program. Tomorrow we're going to wrap up the month's topics, take a look at policies on cybersecurity and extortion policies. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you for listening to this episode of One Month to Better Written Standards and a Compliance Program. I hope you will join me tomorrow for another episode. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would ask that you would rate our podcast as it would help in our rankings and also help get the word out about the only daily podcast, which will give you a hint or tip to improve your compliance program. Also, if you have any questions, you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening. I hope you'll join me tomorrow. My podcast series of one month to a better compliance program is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.